0: Might
1: be pretty good for me. All right, so recording here, man. Um, yeah, man, we've been talking a lot the past few days, even though we haven't had, like, actual phone calls where we talking to each other. But it's been really good to have these exchanges with you because I really feel like, like I keep expressing this idea of gratitude that you're my brother because I'm able to talk to you about all these different subjects that... Uh, yeah, I don't always get to talk about so freely, so that would be good to try a little podcast thing, just to be able to keep the exchange documented, put it somewhere in a vault for future generations to look back and see what we were talking about a hundred years ago or something
0: okay, so I got a question just to, you know, go right in yeah what do you think about government? Just in in a general idea, not like your government or my government, but just you know, just government. What do you think about it?
1: I think it's a a very useful tool that moves very slow. It's like it's like trying to play a video game with a bunch of lag. It's like Did you say useful useful oh. yeah it's 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 like it's like when you get like this tool, like if you unlock like a new tool in the video game and it like makes your character much stronger, but the problem is like the tool makes the computer run slow, so everything is real slow if you have that tool, so even though it's useful, it's like you can't really use it because everything is so slow, it just makes it it's probably easier to not have it just do it the hard way Uh, um so my take is like i mean i think the best example is like the educational system that's like the best example of the problem with government because the educational system was designed like 120 years ago and you know it was pretty much at the height of the industrial revolution and you had all these people uh who basically were working in factories so the educational system was designed to teach people to be good factory workers and yet we have this same educational system 120 years later even though we got the internet even though people are um you know going through multiple different you know jobs throughout their life you know it used to be you got one job and you stayed there your entire life but now it's like people switch like 10, 12 different times in their lives and they're learning all these different skill sets. And so it's like the the educational system is like a small like a little uh subset of like the problem with government as a whole. It's like the problems that they that they're trying to solve are problems that outdate ways that they can solve it if that makes any sense.
0: So to me, to me, it sounds like they create their own problems. And it's just like a psychological part to kind of make the, you know, the citizen, I see that, but it's like, we're helping the problem. We're helping the issues. We're helping you be a, you know, safe and everything else. But in the earning of it, we're creating these, you know, we're creating the issues. Is that what you're saying? That's kind of like
1: what you're saying, what I hear. Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I, I, I feel like... I mean, when you talk about government, it's like... It's so many different parts of government. Some parts work better than others. Some parts are just terribly wrong. But it's all the government, you know? And so as a whole, it's hard to talk about government like in any in any like in any way that is connected to what we see today like i we're talking about government as an idea which is the question that you're asking and as an idea as opposed to like how government works in america or how government works in germany or something like that but as an idea i feel like government is a very useful tool that slows everything down so it's almost like like you if 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 society is moving without government like let's say you have a society where people are just you know living together in harmony and they're solving problems together you'll get to a point in 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 that human development where you know people want to trade things they want to you know i like i like the 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 coffee you guys have in this part of the world and you know they like the the silk that they have in that part of the world and they're like okay let's trade so let's do it regularly and then you know when you when you add that up over time it becomes complicated and then you have to make you know insurances that they can meet their agreements and so government comes out of necessity like it's a necessary evolution but by the time it's like fully implemented and ready to solve that problem that problem doesn't even exist the same way that it did when they when the government became necessary it's like the problem evolved the, the world changed and they're like, okay, now we're ready to, to help you figure out how to trade your coffee beans so you can get silk. they like, silk? Nobody don't buy silk no more. We went to the Iron Age now, you know? So it's like this weird thing. Mm. Anyway, what, what what do you think?
0: If I can, you know, make my comment pertaining to what you're saying, it's like the government is very much so necessary to not repeat, you know, everything you said is very much so necessary but it's like something so powerful or something that is such a big fixture in the environment, you know, no matter if it's in this country or that country or wherever you're at in the world, it, I think it just left that opportunity to be tarnished. And that's kind of like where we're at now. And you can say accumulation over time, it changed like this little by little, more severe, you know, times where It looked like it was getting but You know, you can go to all those different tiny conversations, but if I can just speak on government, it's like, and, you know, pertaining to what you're saying, it's like I'm thinking of credibility ultimately because the way I look at credibility is like once you don't have it, you don't have it. It's not like you can just have a little bit and, you know, over here and then over here. You don't have any because you fucked up, but over here, you're still doing it right, so I trust you. So I think that's kind of, you know, precisely what we're talking about, and that's where we're at now. And I think it differs culturally and, and location and stuff like that as far as, like, how you make the citizen feel. But I think altogether, government is at a point or at a, yeah, a point to where it's, like, it's not in a good spot. Like it needs to be it needs to be like a like a a mutual level on a a mutual understanding on a global level before we can get to a a real government you know that you're speaking of where it's trading and everybody's honest and you got ethics and morals and stuff you know where you it's in concrete so you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff that we could talk about. But, you know that's also a debate in itself to say when is that day going to come or what do we have to do you know to get to that or what is what is you know our roles or responsibilities as humans right now to start to shift it that way because mm-hmm. right now it seems like we're kind of still in a downward it seems more chaotic now than than it was in the past or so anytime that we can recall if I can say that but
1: it's still going down. Mm. When you say more chaotic, you mean like like the, the way that the government is trying to solve specific problems related to corona? Because you, you mentioned, um, you talked a lot about that.
0: When I say that, I mean, it's more obvious. You know, when we was growing up, and then if daddy could talk about it, or uh, you know, his, his grandma could talk about it, and then you go back. It's like, you know, you got the Black Panthers and you got, like, the racial stuff like that, but now it seems more blatant, you know what I'm saying? So back then it was kind of like you hide it, and our intelligence kept us to where, you know, you have to say enough. So if we were that smart and we had that awareness level at that time, then they have to say so much to keep their agenda alive can't just subside it all way, and then it'll just turn to a flat-out war and I don't think that's ever what they wanted so when I say it's it's more chaotic it's like you know they're just they've been dumbing us down so now you can get more past us. and now it's just like okay we're gonna spray this shit or okay we're gonna give you a vaccination okay you know, and, and the and the things and the reasons why they say they're gonna do it are just like it doesn't make sense. I guess back in the day it made a little sense, and you would say, okay, all right, I'll do it. But now it's just like I don't have to say much. So I guess that's why I put it like that.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because we're talking about government, but I feel like it's it's not just the problem with government, but it's it's like when I, like. Government as an idea is hard to to criticize because its very nature is flawed. Like in in the best governments try to have uh, fail safes to deal with that flaw, and that's part that's part of what made that that's part of what made America like so effective. Because in the very beginning, like you had people like Alexander Hamilton, and he was like. Governments don't work like he he kind of had this idea that there is no way to like have a nation that's going to sustain if if you have, you know, people in power, um, you know, who ultimately. You know, have more power than the, the, the people that they're, quote unquote, supposed to represent. And so his whole thing was to put all these fail safes. Like that's that's why we have a judicial branch. That's why we have a Congress. That's why we have a presidency. They're all supposed to check each other, like the check and balances. But the whole concept of that was based on the intrinsic flaw of government, and and the idea was to mitigate that. And up until now, it's the best example of a of a of a a structure for a government. But it is flawed. Like it actually is flawed because the nature of government is flawed. Flawed, but. And and, and and so it, it seems like, you know, if we talk about government, it's, it's, it's an interesting discussion. But I feel like what was really making this discussion so, um, I guess, different than what we experienced like 10 or 15 years ago or, you know, 20 or 30 years ago is the advent of social media, like the implementation of social media has completely changed the framework in which humans on just like a normal level communicate with each other. And we don't even know what that means yet. We don't even understand like the effect that that's having on society. And this is precisely the the main issue. You know, I brought up education, but I feel like the main area where government, where you actually see how slow it is is when you look at something like social media, like we don't even know, like there's nothing, like for example, freedom of speech, that's kind of like an intrinsic right that most governments that are developed try to recognize the freedom of speech, even without a government, like there's something innately, um, uh, uh, there's something that resonates with you on this idea of allowing people to say what they think, right? And so a government, which sort of, you know, builds, builds its its structure based on that principle, letting people think what they want to think, letting people say what they want to say, is more likely to survive. But when you get something like social media, where it's like suddenly, you know, you have the ability to to literally catalog everything that everybody says. Like, you look at Twitter, like, every little interaction you have on Twitter is documented. They know exactly what time, what date you said it, where you were. They have, you know, these, these programs run by the NSA and the CIA, where nowadays, if you start typing an email, they can actually see how long it takes you to type a word. They'll see the words that you stop on and the words you delete and type again. It's like, they can actually see how you think now, and we don't really know what that means like being able to 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 give a government that kind of power to be able to see people's most intimate thoughts and how they communicate with people on an intimate level and then on top of that being able to to regulate it to say oh this person can't can't communicate anymore because you know they're they're dangerous or they're lying about you know the vaccine or this person is saying something that's racist or this person says something that's against women and and gender rights, or whatever. And it's like suddenly you've created a situation where, like, the freedom of speech is being challenged in a way that our government, no governments have been able to anticipate. We don't even know, like, what this really means yet. And that's, that's like a big example of the quote unquote problem with government, it's too slow. Mm. And I feel like so all. I mean, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, like, the the, the main point to just bring it back to this question of the corona thing, I feel like what's happening with the coronavirus, like, this story you told about this guy who was, like, getting all angry at you for not putting your mask on and, you know, you got these young people lining up to get vaccines and stuff. And even just, like, the protests, you know, all in the street, you know, so much of what people think, especially the people who are like really crazy about their thoughts, those thoughts don't come from them. They come from social media hashtags. You know, hashtag, you know, get vaccinated or hashtag, um, you know, Black Lives Matter or hashtag, you know, vote for Trump or whatever it is. It's like society is being dictated by algorithms and the way that we think, the way that we see the world is no longer being dictated by our personal experiences. It's being dictated by an algorithm which is showing us what they think is going to get us to click, you know? Uh. And it's like, how do you deal with that? Like, we don't even know what that means. Like, let alone, like, trying to figure out how do you deal with it. Like, we don't even fully understand what that means yet. So government is in no position to deal with that or, or to address it none like it's not even it doesn't even work when you talk about a problem like this
0: see so once again i feel like you know i could say the same type of of answer because it's like i feel like those these like that lag effect that you speak of is created it's not something that's like i don't My opinion is it's not something that they're really trying to catch up with. You know what I'm saying? It's something that is created Because I feel like the topic that we are talking about, if we're talking about government, and we go into little sub-conversations, it's very complex because it's very psychological. And then you can go back to what we were talking about with intelligence and people that are smart. You see what I'm saying? That creates a whole contradiction to where... It's kind of self governing and a lot of these things that are created by the government are self governing because then we talk about freedom of speech and we talk about apps like twitter and instagram or social media in general it's a direct contradiction like you said it's like yeah you can say what you want to say but if you say it on this platform that's very popular and you got all these pros on it then you can't say what you want to say. You know what I'm saying? You have to. So then everything, um, I mean, if I can see or say, speak on what I see, how the government works and how they move, then it's that lag effect. It's like we start here. We started here a long time ago, and now we're here. We created social media. So now we, we are inching to taking this to actual free speech of walking outside. Or if you go inside of any establishment where you sit down now you can't say this type of stuff or think this type of stuff you and and it's like it's so complex to where they put so many pros in like i'm talking to my brother who's in germany right now in europe and it's like that's a pro of technology but they have so many cons like you said like they can look at your emails and see what you type and see you delete it and type it back so it's like i feel like for the people, if we're if it's people versus government, or just people and g- government not versus, it's like we have a responsibility because we're talking about government, something that is supposed to be for the people, but yet it governs our our life, like in a in a in a way that our our awareness level isn't picking up on, but it's designed like that by the government. So how do you tackle that type of, you know, what is it, a paradox? I'm not sure. How do, you, how do you go about that? And it's like we can, you can, we can make it complex and we can talk about all these different things, but I think the simple is, is the simplicity of it is where the answers are. It's like, okay, if it's social media, it's all right, well, we don't use it. And then you get an uproar that, oh, I have to use social media. Have, my job is here. And I, have, I have, get money and my business. And, you know, so it's like, hey, if we're not able to look at it in a simple way, then it's only going to keep progressing against us and keep giving us, you know, coffee shop topi- topics to talk about, you know, more juicy ones until we actually stand up and be like, okay, now I just have to push my, my phone down the toilet and, you know, Believe in God more strong, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But that seems so absurd to the average person. I mean, the percentage is getting higher; like more and more
1: people are willing to do stuff like that. It's you kind know, of it's funny because like it's not it's not funny. It's it's very it's actually quite serious. What you what you saying? But uh, I um I watched a documentary. Um on Amazon prime, which was like, I had, I've never seen anything like this before. It's called close encounters of the fifth kind. And, um, it's so like bizarre, man, because it's like, they talk about, um, how you have like over the past 15 or 20 years, um there's been an increase in the amount of sightings of UFOs just like like people reporting it like news channels reporting it and like and and just literally like a month and a half ago the pentagon no it was 3 months ago the pentagon released this uh paper saying that um they do have um craft that is not from, you know, this solar system like they have that They didn't verify that it was alien. They didn't verify that, you know, they, you know, know that there's other species. But they said some pretty serious stuff that they have craft, like, you know, crashed aircraft that are not from this solar system. And it's like, it's from the Pentagon. And it's weird, like, that there's no discussion about that in the media. Like, everything's about corona. This was three and a half months ago. The Pentagon made probably the biggest announcement that you know has happened in our lifetimes and it was just like oh covid covid you know another thousand people have been infected and so this documentary talks about um how um there's an attempt to uh create a narrative about um extraterrestrial beings and that these beings that are becoming uh, you know, people are citing these, you know, flying aircraft more and more um, that the the military and the, quote, government is trying to discuss it as a threat, as like a military threat, because most of these sightings occur in places where we have like, um, you know, nuclear test sightings, all these areas where we're doing like advanced, like, um, you know, uh, weapons testing we get a lot of these sightings from these you know extraterrestrial you know aircraft and what's so interesting about the documentary is it said that um there's ways that you can communicate with these extraterrestrial uh life forms and it requires a form of consciousness that humanity um has has not seen on a mass on a mass scale yet And that when a person goes into a deep kind of meditation, they gain access to a higher domain that they're able to communicate with. um, With the higher force in the universe, whether that's God or the universe or even other beings or whatever it is, we gain access to this higher domain of communication. And what this documentary was trying to communicate is that it doesn't take like like we're we're at the point of a major shift in in mankind's consciousness our level of consciousness is shifting and in order for that shift to become a a full-scale uh you know change in culture you need 15% of the population just 15% and the way that he described it is there's this phenomenon in um in physics where you can have like uh like if, if you pick up a pencil and you start writing with your pencil the lead that's on the paper is uh is carbon and if 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 you take that same carbon and and you you know heat it up it'll turn into gas you know that's CO2 when it you know mixes with with uh oxygen but if you take that same carbon and you compress it um, under, uh, you know, immense pressure, it'll turn into diamond. But when you actually look at the carbon that transforms into diamond, it doesn't just automatically, all of it just transforms into diamond. It's, it's a very intense process. And at a certain point, you get maybe 1% of that diamond, which starts to crystallize. And then slowly you get 5% and then slowly you get 10%. And there's this point where you get 15% of, of, of the, uh, of the, the carbon that crystallizes. And from 15%, it goes to 100% immediately. And you see this phenomenon in physics all over. It's, it's, it's what they call crystallization. It happens in water. Like when water freezes, you know, the temperature goes from, you know, whatever that point is below, uh you know, uh freezing and just being liquid. And you get that 15% margin and then the whole thing crystallizes so what this guy was saying is like you have this 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 principle that that we see in crystallization it also manifests in 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 psychology you know they had all these different examples of people you know who were testing out flying aircraft um you know at different times in different places around the world and then suddenly you know um You get like four or five different people that come up with these aircraft almost simultaneously from different parts of the world it's like once the idea is introduced there's this point where where society starts to shift on a on a on a on a a level of consciousness and so anyway this documentary talked a lot about aliens and you know i don't know if you're into that kind of stuff i think it's very interesting but what i found most interesting is the way that they talked about higher levels of consciousness and how the change that's occurring planet on a planetary level is something that just requires 15% of the population to embody that. And so this idea that we have to change government, you know that we have to stand up and like resist, you know, the government and like make these radical shifts, which is what I was doing for so much of my life, you know, you know what I was doing with the Larouche movement and going out and trying to get Obama impeached and all this other kind of stuff. Um but in my mind now it's like Really, I need to become the best version of myself. I need to, to to manifest like a higher level of consciousness, which is a lot of work. It requires a lot of effort on my part. I have to get rid of my bad habits. I have to be honest about the areas that I need to improve. I can't be so hard on myself that I don't, you know, reward myself when I do something good. And more than anything, I just have to accept, you know, what I am and enjoy the moment that I am what I am. And that, you know, is a lifelong journey. But I feel like if I can do that, if I can develop these higher states of consciousness, then I'm pulling all of humanity with me. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I know exactly what you mean. That's kind of like when I say responsibility, that's like, that's what you explain. But see, I feel like that concept, what you explain, It's like it's a self-governing concept because in it, people get lost. And then people don't believe in the power that they possess. Like you will take a presidential figure and say, oh, I'll never have that power. Or just the fact that you go through the schooling system. It teaches you to be a great worker. And then the people who are above workers, it teaches you to, you know, I don't live that life. I can't be that. And, it, and that turns to norm and and that ultimately takes away that that perception of or that thought of how much power that understanding and and then in that understanding, you won't ever experience all of the power that you have, and I think that's like a big percentage of like of people and we can talk in percentages like the other percentage of the people who aren't like that are the people who are so-called successful. But when you talk about, like, 15%, I kept thinking of, like, left-handed, right-handed. And I, I wanted to think of, like, the percentage of left-handed people. And and then when you say something like that, it, it makes me understand, like, why you have to keep everything like it is. Because 15% is, like, it's really not a big percent out of 100% at all. So... it it could turn to a left-handed world. If more people started to look at it like left-handed people think, then the whole thing could change. And Mm. I think within that, it would turn to something more equal. Because on the flip side, not to take any shots on on everyone, because basically everybody's right-handed. It's like, you kind of get this perception. Unless you hang out with left-handed people and you just are married to somebody who's left-handed, you get this kind of perception where you're right-handed and it's kind of like, you know, it's like a, I want to find a better word, but I'm just thinking like it's kind of like spoiled a little bit.
1: Privilege. because
0: Privilege, yeah, that's, that's so much better. Privilege. Because it's like, you know, you the little things. Like you don't pay attention to detail. And that's just by default. You know, everything's just built like that. You know, like, when you mentioned to me cameras, like, I never knew it was the left-handed cameras until you told me, like, just the detail of everything. Like, so, if that would change from the way it is now, it would change to something. Whoa. Hello? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. That sounded really strange like a fucking airplane was about to crash. But if everything would would change, I think it would change to a more equal way. You know, because I mean to, to say that it would change, I don't know how I got really got to this left-handed the right-handed but it would change to something more equal because I still walk out on the wrong side of the door. So little things like that I would make, I would have a left-handed and a right-handed door. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like that. So I wouldn't just say switch everything left now make all the doors left-handed. Ha, ha, ha. You're going to change it all. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, because a lot of stuff I've adjusted to. So, you, I mean, so when we talk about government and the 15% and what we're talking about crystallized, things like that, that would go against any agendas that have been you know, kind of molding our perception. It would directly go against that. So now I can understand, like, you know, we don't like left-handed people or, you know, make them feel crazy when they speak their mind. And, because that's what a lot of right-handed people do. Like, oh, you, you one of those left-handed people, oh, you think you oh, this and that. And that's usually what I get, you know. I guess I can talk to you like this because you're my brother. But, you know, they Try to make you sound feel weird.
1: I never heard of that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, you mean like some kind of like racism towards left-handed people or something? Like, I never heard of it. Like, what, what do you mean? You mean like... It, I mean... That's like
0: a perfect way
1: to put it. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that like because society... It's, it's, it's... Well, maybe... Yeah,
0: it's racism is a good word, but it's not race, so... You know, anybody who's left-handed, they probably, I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. You just kind of get these kind of, uh uh you think you're smart, uh You know, I done heard a lot of different stuff, you know what I'm saying? But it's, But the thing about it is, it's only me speaking my mind, and that's always my defense. Just like you speak your mind, it's just yours is more relatable. It's a bigger percentage when you speak your mind. So you get a lot of, oh, I get what you're saying. Ah, oh, so that makes the conversation go on. That's how a conversation typically goes. You have to agree. You stop at a point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. We continue. But when I talk, it's like, I don't have too many, you know what I'm saying. I get a, nah, I don't, I don't, like. I don't, nah, I don't really go like that, bro. Nah, I can't, I don't see why you, you know what I'm saying? And it just turns to a debate. And and ultimately, when I was younger, I used to debate a lot, but now I just, I don't talk unless someone talks to me. It's just the kind of lesson that I've learned. Because right. I know that what I say is untraditional. And in that reaction, you get a debate. And I think I I, debate Or an argument, whatever. I think about. I
1: see what you're saying, though. I think I see what you're saying. It's like, you're you're taking the... The example of being a left-handed person, and just noticing like how how society isn't organized for you, like just know like it's not like you're trying to make a big deal about it. It's just you just live your life, and you see it and you experience it. You know, it's not like you want to just always talk about it. It's like, hey, I bought a new camera, and it doesn't work right. Do you know what's wrong with this camera? And this, you know, I remember when you when you asked me that, I was like, just hold it. Just press the button. And you were like, w- that's what I'm doing. And I was like, no, you got to hold it. Hold it, man. And then you held it. And I was like, no, why are you doing it that way? Do it this way. And you said, oh, but I'm left handed. And then in that moment, I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that it was a right handed camera. You know what I mean? I didn't even know there was such, such a thing as a right handed camera. I didn't even know that you were in a disadvantage. It, it it wasn't even apparent to me, you know what I mean? And it's like and 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 that's just one example, but I can imagine like so many instances where, you know, you just live your life, you know, and you kinda of point something out and people are like, just just do it this way, man. Like don't worry about it. Just like do this. Don't it's not a big deal. Like what are you talking about? And you're like, Alright, never mind, never mind. Cause it's 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 difficult to understand it. You know, it's not even like People don't want to understand. It's just difficult because they don't even have the perspective to see it. And huh. I feel like that perspective is interesting because because you, you have the luxury of seeing it both ways. You know, as a left-handed person, you're forced to see things through the lens of a right-handed person, but you're forced to experience it through the lens of a left-handed person. Huh. And you get this 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 duality that most people don't have. And I can imagine that duality extends over to pretty much every aspect of the way that you see things you're more comfortable believing things that other people wouldn't necessarily believe or just assume isn't true because that's how society thinks it Uh. seems like as as a left-handed person you're more inclined to to not really mind doing stuff that you know society wasn't designed to allow you to do it's like oh okay well i'm left-handed i'm just going to go this way like, what do you mean? Why would you do that? Why? No, that doesn't make sense. Like, everybody's going this way. It's like, oh, okay, well, all right, man. Like, you're so used to it. You've been conditioned just from, like, an early age to be looked at and misunderstood in a way that you can't even communicate. And that's an advantage in a certain kind of way. But you got to be strong, though, bro, too.
0: Because that could break some uh, other people.
1: Yeah, I can't and imagine.
0: I would not say break them, but it could kind of turn them into a right-handed person almost, and then that would kind of put subside their left-handed experience experience of life, and you know, not really experience. It.
1: Man, that is such a good a good analogy. I never even thought of it that way. That's such a good analogy.
0: I think, I mean, and and that's why I'm I'm grateful for just the combination of person that I am. Because, like, I mean, I kind of just have this, I don't care, you know, in a good way. And and now that you explain it like that, I can understand it more. But it's like, in in parts where people would feel that pressure and they would just wouldn't speak their mind for this reason or that reason, I still did it anyway. You know, even if it did break me temporarily or or was temporary defeat, however you want to put it, I always let it build up and make me stronger. It's just like me working out and your muscles sore. But then when you go out there again, now you're quicker. Now you can jump higher. You know what I'm saying? Now you can do more. So, And that's something that I always think about daddy when I get to talking like that. My willpower is something that he definitely gave me because if I didn't have it, I would have been broke as a child when I mean, he was making me run around the block and chase the truck and you know what I'm saying, do push ups and you know what I'm saying? But within that me being broken at when I was young, now it's nothing. Now. But I mean the government is putting money on it, so it, it can get tough, but it's like I always continue. But if you you made me think about, you know, why even talk about it? Because you made the the comment of Alexander the Great, I believe. And just, I was thinking about timelines when you made that statement. Because if we can take government back to that time, and, you know, it's development and things like that, but I was thinking more or less before. So if we came from a time to... From a time to where everything was euphoric. I believe this is true. It might be a stretch for people to believe that we were once in a golden age where everything was fine and you didn't have to even think about negative things because they did not exist. So this is hard for people to think because it's like, ah, this is always going to be here. You know, it's always going to be like this. But it's like, I believe there was a time when, the, when it wasn't like that. So did we have government then? Or if we had government then, was it different? Was it how it should be now? And that's how I was thinking because I was thinking like, okay, the timeline and, and your point goes back to this timeline and everything you speak of goes from this far back to forward, which makes perfect sense. And everything is put together, but it's like, if you go back further, how can you talk forward from then and then it goes back to intuition because i believe that's only what i can speak of that's only what you can speak of if we talk about a golden age and if you believe it existed and if we're talking about government and things like that but i think left-handed I, I'm telling you, bro. It, it always sounds weird coming from the person's mouth, but a left-handed person would ultimately be an ideal leader for the 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 things we've already mentioned. And it's like you're so understanding, you're so fair, to where your morals and the, and the things that could be questioned are not questioned. Just because you know you. Your perception mm. now, i don't know how that sounds and i can't really explain it much more than that but it just makes sense to me mm. that's why you that's why you would attack left people left-handed people or kill them or whatever make them learn how to use the other hand all type of things like what i you probably a lot of people wouldn't even know of these stories and left you unless you're, unless you're left handed and I would always think, like, damn, why, do, why don't people like left hands? Why would you try to kill somebody just because they're left Why would you be ashamed? Why would you disown? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did this even come from? And that's why I say what I just said, because it makes that make sense. Like, oh, okay. They have more potential. Things they were just born with that, you know, they didn't even have anything to do with. So how else would you attack that in those type of ways?
1: Well, the the question is like, what what comes first, like the the left handed you know preference, or like the the mindset to just you know do whatever it is you want to do, regardless of what society you know is trying to incline you to do, because. We don't. I mean, I I don't know if there's any science that 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 can show when a person, like when a baby is first born, if it's left or right handed. You know, at least I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is, but if there's some way where you can like look at a kid's brain, and just see how it's organized and go, oh, this kid's right handed. But like, what? Like maybe maybe what makes a person left handed or right handed, is how they interact with the world. And it seems like if you're a right handed person. You're more inclined to interact with the world in a way that it wants you to interact with you know you're more inclined to do the things that society you know kind of wants you to do and you're you're more inclined to see things the way that society wants you to see it you know whereas and 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 if and if and if your mindset is is that way then when you pick a pencil up and start writing, you're going to see that the holes are on the left side and you're going to probably draw more on the right side. And you're going to realize that when you sit in your desk, there's this metal rail on the left part. And if you try to write with your left hand, you're going to keep bumping into that, that rail. And so you just write with your right hand because it's like, well, you know, that's easier or... You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's probably... And I don't know if this is true. I I'm just kind of like throwing something out there, but it's probably... A temperament, which determines if a person is left or right handed, as opposed to you know their right or left handed determining their temperament. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I, and I'm sure that's correct. In and in a more scientific way, or just to uh, you know to go a little deeper in it, is actually it's the the predominant or the dominant side of the brain that you think with. So if you're left-handed, you think with your right-handed side of the brain more. And if you're right-handed, you think with your left-handed side of the brain. It's like that flip like that. It doesn't, it isn't like left and left, right and right. So within that, and if it is an actual choice or you actual, you come into the environment and you see, and then you say, Oh, this is more comfortable, I'm thinking in percentages. The Percentage is maybe like 12% or something, 13% left-handed people, and the rest are right-handed people. So you still have that type of mysterious factor in it. And if everything is balanced or slightly out of balance right now and people are starting to feel it, but if everything is all about balance and yin and yang, then that percentage is always like that so that's something that's the debate in itself you know and it's like why is it like that man you know what i'm saying why is like eighty, eighty six, eighty nine 86 89 percent of the people right handed and then just a little small percent of people come out left hand if it wasn't of use for it then everybody would just come out you know what i'm saying or you could stay in the stats perception of thinking of it like oh you know it's just stats and just kind of well, a little bit of people are like that and but in a spiritual way, then you could ask different questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, like why is it really like that? And if God doesn't make mistakes of the universe or, so, you know, however you believe doesn't make mistakes, then why do they keep kind of tweak it? keep that tweaked like that? And I think you are within that answer. Or that question, the answer to that, like you can start asking different questions and then you can get big answers like these type of answers that people will be, What am I here? Like, what's the reason? You know, like those type of answers, like you can and then I and the reason that it makes sense more is because it doesn't make sense. And it's just like what? Like within that and it's like left and right hand people you can find out answers and it's like, Yeah, I believe so. Because if it's a a thing of thinking in the side of the brains that we're using, it's like, oh, well, it must be more answers on the other side. But if we just think on this side mostly, then this is why we can't find those answers, because they're not on this side of the brain. They're on the other side. Might sound strange, but it makes sense
1: to me that's interesting man I never I mean I gotta I gotta say it's not it's not something I, I find myself thinking about the difference between left and right handed people mentally but um it's one of those things that you, you were the first one to bring to my attention you and Moni I'm sure you and Moni talk about that a lot cause y'all both left handed <laughs> but we actually don't though oh you don't we actually don't it's it's more of a conversation that you would
0: have with a right handed person you know,
1: really.
0: huh hmm. I I'm telling you, it sounds so bizarre, and it's like the topic is like so weird. Like we're talking about lifting, but it's like, what a, what a, where else would you think you would find it? Like in the Bible, like in these really typical. Like you got to think, like Indiana Jones, like it's hidden, like press the brick, and then the wall came in, and that's the door. It's like. Is the brick isn't gonna be the one, the big obvious one right there. It's gonna be like, uh you know, everybody try to make themselves right to a certain extent, but you know,
1: mm. I'm just saying. That's interesting, man. Well, yeah, man. Um, I'm curious how this uh, first recording is gonna go. <laughs> yeah uh, just like the audio quality I have no idea, but i I really wanted to to do this man. I was looking forward to it all week um so that's gonna be really cool tomorrow. I'm going to the zoo. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> It's the first time that I go to that I I've, I've, I'll, I'll be going to the zoo since I've been here in Germany, and it's the first time the zoo's been open since I don't know like a year and a half since all this Corona stuff has been going on. I think this stuff just gonna
0: just disappear like it never kinda when it actually does leave.
1: You know, it's funny, because on that subject, like, one thing I was thinking about is um, universal basic income. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Well, it's this idea that a lot of people in Silicon Valley, like Google and Facebook and even Amazon and some, like, super, you know, I don't know, these types of people, these rich billionaires, Um, they're basically saying that... Um, we should give everybody um a thousand dollars every month everybody and there shouldn't be a condition like you, it doesn't matter how much money you make it doesn't matter um like if you're employed or unemployed like or if you have kids like everybody gets a thousand dollars a month and it sounds kind of crazy right like what the hell like how are you supposed to give everybody a thousand dollars a month like Who's going to pay for that? That's kind of like the first question that comes up. And obviously that is the first question that comes up. And they did a bunch of research and they basically, long story short, they came to the conclusion that if you give everybody a thousand dollars a month, you would end like, like a lot of problems in, in the country, drug abuse, um, you know, uh, crime, uh, a thousand dollars a month is not enough for most Americans to live, especially not comfortably. But it's enough to like keep them under the the like, you know, what am I gonna do next month to pay my bills type of you know lifestyle. And it's interesting because you know there's a bunch of studies I can talk a lot about it, about that. And for a long time I was kind of on the fence about that idea and you know i've kind of gone a little bit towards supporting it a little bit towards being skeptical because of the people who are supporting it like anytime google or amazon or facebook or these big companies endorse something i automatically become like way more skeptical of it yeah. um so i kind of been like wavering in and out of whether i support it or not but the research around it seems legit and the people who criticize it at least the ones who do it publicly the ones that are allowed to go on the the radio shows to talk they don't do a good job of criticizing it. I'm still looking for, like, really intelligent criticism. And I'm sure there are some people that are being, like, banned on social media or something. I just, I don't know who they are. But up until now, the argument for it seems much more compelling than the one against it. Um, what so
0: what is one that you have heard against it? If I can just sit in real quick. A couple or something.
1: I mean, if I, like, like, what if people buy drugs with it, you know? Like, would you give it to drug addicts or, like, stuff like that? You know, that seems to be, like, the quote-unquote strongest argument. Like, when you say everyone, do you mean even people who are known to have a record of drug abuse or even people who are known to be, you know, I don't know, like, inclined to whatever? I, I don't know. The argument against it, again, I don't think it's so strong, but that seems to be the strongest one, something like drug abuse. Um. And, you know, they've they've shown quite the opposite that, you know, if people were to have such amount of money, um, there would be people who would use it to buy drugs. That's true. But the majority of the people who are drug addicts would actually not be drug addicts as a result of having this money. So it's not like. And, you know, they do these studies to show that. And I don't know off the top of my head exactly what those studies are. So that's partly why I feel reluctant to say more than that. But the study suggests that um, that uh, the poor decisions that people make who are, you know, addicted to drugs or, you know in, you know, doing gang violence or, you know, other decisions that people make that are normally associated with poverty... Are the result of being poor, not the result of being uneducated or dumb and the basic argument like what it really comes down to is a study that they conducted um in some university I forget the name of it uh fairly recently, and what the study showed was that if you take um they they took some like tribe in Indonesia that does like um they they sell sugarcane. They harvest uh, sugarcane in Indonesia or something. And this tribe um, does all of their harvesting in like four months of the entire year. So for like four months of that year, that tribe is basically rich. They get all the money from, you know, trade and merchants and all these people come in and buy all this sugarcane. And they live like kings, you know, for like six months of the year. They're just completely like, living the, the lifestyle, you know, straight up, you know, rap, music, video type of lifestyle. And then the money runs out. And then the other part of the, the month, they're basically poor. You know, they're sort of like, you know, counting pennies, figuring out how to, you know, buy stuff. And what's interesting is they, they did an IQ test of, of that tribe um, right when the harvest starts, as in like right when they start to get their money and everything. And their IQ scores go up 14 points. And then when they're poor, when the money runs out, their IQ drops 14 points. And what the study suggests is that a lack of money is the result of poor choices because there's an increase in stress. You spend a lot more of your mental energy thinking about what you're going to do in order to survive tomorrow, and what you're going to do to survive today. You don't have long term goals anymore. You're not capable of thinking on on a, on a longer level, like, you don't, that ability of your brain is shut down. And what's interesting is, um, George Orwell, of all people, um, uh, he, he said uh, he was, he was poor, like growing up. And he said that, uh, poverty annihilates the future. Poverty annihilates the future. And the inability to to conceive of a future is the result. That's what causes these poor decisions. Um. So anyway, um. Yeah. It's a so
0: is this is this a uh, something you heard like you know like in the research of it? Because my first thought was like. What are the terms and agreements of everyone getting a thousand dollars a month? Will that lead to like different rights, different laws, like curfews, things like that? To uh, uh, like Tony,
1: just just hold every, on one second. Just just one second. Sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. It's like caution uh, about a call tonight. Yeah. They anyway. Cold. Um. Price ranges, uh, but they kind of the same. Were, like kind of products? You know, Actually, you know what? Can we um have the call again um later on?
0: Yes, that's fine,
1: bro. So this one this one went on for fifty eight minutes. It's an hour. That's like that's basically what I was trying to aim for. Okay. It's perfect. But we have this bookmark that we stopped on now, so we can come back to it.
0: Okay. Good.
1: Cool, cool. Alright, well, then let's keep in touch I mean I'll probably send you an audio message or you can send me one and we can work out when we can do it again next week probably the same day next week would be good
0: okay that's fine
1: All right, man alright I'm gonna send you the audio too if you wanna check it out or I'm just gonna upload it somewhere find the best place to do it and we can listen to it that way huh? yeah
0: that sounds good
1: probably do SoundCloud SoundCloud is free right
0: yeah SoundCloud is free
1: yeah, I think I'll do that. All right. Okay, cool man.
0: All right, bro. Talk to you later. Love you,
1: man. All right, love you too, man.
0: Okay.